Welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Dr. Becky Bailey, the creator of Conscious Discipline. I'm an expert in education, child development, and a lifelong teacher in learning. For those listening who are not aware of Conscious Discipline, it is a comprehensive, trauma-informed self-regulation program that integrates social-emotional learning, culture, and discipline. In general, it provides adults and children with the skills to be disciplined enough to set and achieve goals, conscious enough to know you're off track, and connected enough to others so that you are willing to persevere and return to your cherished values. Today, we're talking with Dr. Heather Finn. Heather has been a teacher for 12 years, and in those years, she's won Teacher of the Year. She's been a college adjunct professor for five years, earned her doctorate degree at the same time, and was an assistant principal at Green Valley Elementary School and now has taken on her first job as a new principal at Bunker Hill Elementary School in Indianapolis. So welcome, Dr. Heather Finn. Hello. How are you, Dr. Bailey? <laughs> Wonderful. Now, so tell me first, because I knew you before the doctor. How does it feel to hear doctor before your name? It feels pretty good. I worked really hard for that. It's nice to hear. I know. I, when I remember when I first got mine, I was uh, in the Atlanta airport, and I just received my doctorate like a week before, but I'm in the airport, and I thought, oh, I'm going to have myself paged. So I had myself paged four times in the Atlantic <laughs> airport and never answered. I just wanted to hear him say, paging Dr. Becky Bailey. <laughs> That's brilliant. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and it's and exciting to hear it come out after all that hard work. So let's talk about your journey with Conscious Discipline, starting at the school I visited where you were the assistant principal, and that is Green Valley Elementary. My understanding, and certainly from my visit, you served the toughest kids in the district at that point. So how did Conscious Discipline impact you, that school? What successes did you see? What challenges did you have? Just talk to us about that experience to begin with and explain the school for the people listening. Sure. So we were a very um, challenging school in southern Indiana. Our population was about 85 to 90 percent free and reduced. A lot of our children moved around quite a bit. We served a lot of families that lived in government temporary housing, so they came and went with the wind. Uh, we were always greeting new students and saying farewell to others, and often we didn't have the opportunity to truly say goodbye to them personally. They just didn't come back. Um, so we realized the need for the social and emotional support for these families. A lot of them were struggling in, and looking to us for help, and so we looked and we realized that conscious discipline could absolutely help us build a school family there. Um, we had touched on little pieces of it before those four years, but within the four years, uh, our new leadership team that developed the four years that I was there, we worked together and reached out to many of our conscious discipline uh, colleagues and friends that we found around the country, including you, <laughs> for support with that. And we just developed into this wonderful place where we believed that we needed to look at these children with positive intent and love in our eyes at all times, just for helping them find the skills that they were missing and not due to any fault of their own, just they didn't have the skills to be able to handle each other emotionally and socially. Was that hard to convince your faculty and staff that a shift was needed, or was it in such a, a desperate state that everybody knew it? 
Great question. It, it was not hard to speak about the need. Everyone saw the need. Um, it just meant that we were going to have to work really hard to um, commit to some of these pieces. And it was already an exhausting job, as you can imagine, to have these students in your room who truly could not handle their daily lives and needed consistent support all day long. And, and in that group of maybe 22 students, you might be looking at 14 or 15 of them. It wasn't one or two students. So it was an exhausting job. So then on top of that, to add, you know, trying to learn a lot of new skills ourselves so that we could be better at teaching them the skills, it just took a great commitment from us. And so we reached out and made sure we were um, looking for grant money and, and ways to bring in support and bring in models through conscious discipline, as well as send our staff down for the training in Orlando, um, just to make sure that we were bringing back the very best possible skills that we could so that we could lend those skills to our students. Yeah, I was at your school and, you know, I get to visit a, a significant number of classrooms or schools in my years. And I must admit that I have never seen that much trauma in one building in in my life, actually. So, and at the same time, I saw tremendous success that you were doing with such a difficult population. And I know I want to kind of bring the listeners to what you said, because a lot of people have five or six now children in one classroom or two or three children with significant difficulties. And you just shared 14 or 15 out of 22. So that kind of brings it to light. So can you tell us a specific story of how uh, you saw a child differently or one of the teachers, you know, the light came on and they saw it differently or an success maybe just to give the listeners a taste of the behaviors that were happening, how they were changed. Just mm -hmm. one of your success kids that you had or a success mm -hmm. teacher also. Oh, I would love to. And we have so very many. Um, one very special moment uh, just at the end of last school year. As I walked into a first grade classroom, we had a little fella in there and he could not regulate very well, but he sure wanted to learn. And he was having a rough moment. And his immediate response to a rough moment was to just have a complete screaming meltdown at the top of his lungs because he needed to get that aggression and that frustration out. And he was, he was forgetting to breathe. And so... <laughs> Um, as I walked into the classroom, as I did consistently whenever the teacher needed a little support, and he saw me, he goes, I know, Dr. Finn, I know, just breathe, just breathe, let's do it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and he took me by the hand and walked me to the hallway and stood there balloon breathing with me. So he just needed that reminder that just that quick reminder and step to the hallway with me and he stood right there with his little tiny self and balloon breathed solidly for a good 30 seconds and said now let's talk <laughs> <laughs> how wonderful and also that shows that the social trust that you created in the building and your staff and all of you created but also that uh, a deep sense of connection that he felt that safe that he could just say all right I got uh -huh. this. Just uh -huh. just hang by my side just for a minute, and I think we can pull it off. Right. And he sure did. Yes, he did. So now let's shift a little bit. So tell us about a little bit about your dissertation. I've read it. So uh, share with the audience, uh, the listeners, what you did and why and what you found out. 
Okay. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to hear that you read it. Thank you for spending a few minutes looking at it. Um, I needed to pick a topic to do my research and the person who um, was trained to give us guidance on how to pick that topic, you know, just said, think about something that you know the world needs to know more about. Um, What is a true struggle in the school where you are right now? And it, it wasn't very hard for me to land on that idea very quickly. You know, if students in every building today need teachers who have more skills and, and adults and leaders that can lend those skills to them and teach those skills to them without punishing them for not having the skills to begin with. Yes. Um, and so I just started to do reading on my own. And that actually is how I landed on the idea of conscious discipline because I was starting to um, investigated a little bit myself at that point. And I just reached out and asked across the country, you know, for some schools across the country for some names of some schools where they had committed to using that, um, program with their classroom or that mindset with their classrooms in their buildings. And I went to visit some of these schools. It was such a fun way to do a dissertation. I went and visited multiple schools across the country and got to sit with teachers and staff members and ask them questions about conscious discipline and and how it was impacting their own classrooms. And so I got to take a lot of that feedback and put that together into a dissertation um, that offered some good insight into ways to approach using that in your school. First, I would say definitely way more fun than what I did. Uh, <laughs> definitely. And also, uh, what a contribution, too. I'm sure as you went around, you picked up ideas and notions and things from each school you visited. I know I do. I should know a lot about this topic, but I walk into a school and I look, oh, my gosh, just brilliant. Did you pick up notions yourself and bring them home? Absolutely. One thing I brought back immediately that we implemented uh, was the school family meeting, us coming together and having all of these pieces celebrated as a school. Um, And we continued with that at Green Valley, and they have continued with that this year without me. Wonderful. So what ultimately, give us a couple of tidbits that you learned from it that the listeners might, might find helpful. I think my biggest takeaway um, from traveling and meeting with hundreds of educators as I visited schools was the impact that it makes on each individual person. You have to be open to the idea and the mindset of seeing people with positive intentions and making connections with others. And I heard story after story without soliciting them of how it had impacted educators' lives outside of school just as greatly as it has had impacted their lives inside of their classrooms. And that was just a true delight to hear the stories of the impacts on uh, marriages and relationships with children and complicated in-laws. Just such a joy to hear the impact outside of the school. Yes, you know, and we receive some of those stories here in the office, and often people will take a time and write us, and I just received one from a a military guy who had come back and went into teaching but had such a post-traumatic stress disorder from his experiences and how he found that conscious discipline for him was such a, a lifesaver that it empowered him in so many areas, including his new little teaching role. So, you know, it's always exciting to hear that, especially for me and certainly for others. So 
Now let's move to your new job. So you're a new principal. You're Yay! In, yes, congratulations. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, and congratulations to the school that got you also. <laughs> so tell me about starting off a new school, and I'm sure conscious discipline is with you or in the back of your head or in uh, your kind of style of leadership at this point, and it always was, but how are you approaching this new school with new people? What's your game plan here? Go slowly. <laughs> I I am remembering, I reflect a lot to remember what I didn't know in the beginning and um, and just remembering to make it about me and to take my deep breaths to be my best self so that as I model this, whether I mean to or not, everything I'm doing, you know, models um, who I am as a leader. I'm trying to model the best parts of conscious discipline just very naturally. And this staff is so willing to have the conversations that I'm so excited because leaving Green Valley after four years of those deep connections and relationships with that staff, I have to admit I was very anxious to come meet all new people. Of course, that's a scary thing once you have developed all of those really meaningful relationships. So I have just decided and committed um, to coming in and and noticing and using that language of notice, noticing, and going slowly with the changes that we will make as a staff. But I stepped into a building that is so open to the idea of conscious discipline, and that is such a blessing for me. Yeah, and, and you know, it just kind of over and over again, I'm always excited in my own life when I realize, you know, there are no accidents, and you're there for certainly a wonderful, wonderful purpose and sharings. So first, you're being a model, and that's what I, I hope everybody heard from that. Just claim your own self and and just walk in your own truth. So as you're starting this, what conversations are you going to start with with your staff? So what's the kind of talk that's going to go on as you progress in this year? Okay. So I guess I should back up and share a little that I actually began this position with the last two months of last school year. So, Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. yes. I, I came after spring break and I was lucky enough to get to see the building in full swing um, for the last two months of the school year. So um, what what a thing for me to get to experience because I got to be here for all of the end of the year decisions and conversations that set the beginning of this year. Um, and, and I'm really excited about that. So as we sat down and set the theme for the building, because our class, our building has a theme each year, I suggested several. And the one that the staff embraced was we are family, all my bulldogs and me. So how <laughs> cute is that? <laughs> that roof, set roof. The tone. Yes. Yeah. We set the tone for a school family. Um, just even with our overall theme for the building. So, so many pieces got to fall in place just under that theme of embracing. It is a very close-knit community here with lots of parent involvement and just wonderful families. So that was a neat piece for us to just commit to that school family language. Um, there was already a PBIS committee formed here in this school. And so as we talked about our goals moving forward, the whole group you know, noticed the need for social and emotional goals for our school. Um, and so we set in place a couple pieces that we've talked about here in the beginning of the year. And so just starting slowly, but seeing the need, our teachers committed to standing in the doorways 
every morning and greeting their students. That that was a very meaningful piece um, for our staff to come to. And that has been so rewarding to watch the students greet their teacher each morning in the doorway. And then along with that, we tweaked our master schedule because our teachers were very interested in the idea of hosting a morning meeting each morning for that that opportunity to connect as a classroom family. So we tweaked our master schedule to allow the time for that because it's it could be the most important part of their day. So we tweaked to allow about 10 to 12 minutes, possibly 15, for a classroom family meeting each morning. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, this is this We're is excited. a lot. Yes. So tell me about the school. Tell me about this population of students and and families that you're serving now. The school I left, Green Valley, was a very small school. Um, We were under 300 um, by the time I transferred here in March. So it was a very small school, but a very high need, as I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. So I have shifted. um, Bunker Hill Elementary School is proud to have 680 students. So we're a very large building. And about 20 to 30 percent of our students weren't born in the United States. So we have great diversity in this building. So there's already such a culture here of, you know, embracing your friends in this building because we all come from wherever we come from. And here we are lucky to land at Bunker Hill, which is really exciting. So there's just a great amount of diversity here. Um, And then we are not a Title I school in this building. So there's just, you know, a little bit of a difference there from the last school that I was in where we definitely were. Can you feel the difference just walking in, the anxiety of the students? You know, I walked into your old building, and I felt nothing but love and dedication <laughs> and passion. But I also could feel a sense of the distress that came from the children. Do you feel that at, at your new place, or did you feel it at the old place? So you felt, and, and you're thinking exactly the way I did on the first day that I came here and I walked through this building with the principal who stepped into a higher role. Um, I, it is one of the first things I said to him as I walked through the building, the children here are just stronger emotionally and socially. They looked me in my eyes and greeted me just because I was an adult walking in the hallway. Um, that alone was startling to me because in the school where I had been before. Um, If they did not have a connection and a relationship with me, they had no interest in, you know, making eye contact with me or looking at me in the hallway until those relationships were formed um, and that connection was made. They did not feel inclined to even acknowledge me in the hallway. And then you shift to a building where you have um, mostly, you know, typically healthier students. And it was the biggest change I could have imagined of just the eye contact. Yes, and, and and you nailed it right there. You certainly did. You certainly nailed it. Have you had any resistance from parents or anybody about you coming in and your notions and your ideas? And if you did, how, how have you handled it to communicate to them where you're going and where you'd like to lead the school? I have not. Um, because we are lucky enough that in this district, um, our district leaders also started have started to look for what direction we want to go as a school community. And we are super lucky that two of our leaders came to a two-day in July and brought back the idea of conscious discipline for our district. So not only am I lucky enough to land in a building where we've started talking about conscious discipline very quickly, now our school community is getting involved right there with me. 
Beautiful. And so what are some of you've already started now? You've already kind of got your theme set. You've introduced that school family. You're being the model. Uh, you've got the, the greetings going on, that connection piece that I'm sure was there before, but it was probably possibly strengthened. You've changed your schedule slightly to get that little uh, morning time to get a morning meeting and get a brain smart start going ultimately. Uh, so do you have any other goals for year one? Or are you going to kind of just see where it leads you? That's a great question. Um, as we sat down and we being the PBIS slash, you know, commit the committee that decides these things for the building on mm-hmm. what we need to do. Um, our school counselor is just fantastic here and she leads that committee. And so her mindset is already just so set with a conscious discipline um, line of thinking that she has really taken the lead on all of these pieces. So as she and I speak and talk and she does a lot of personal reading, um, she herself has led quite a bit of this for our staff and will continue to as we move forward. She's in the classrooms and making sure she's using um, you know, some of these ideas and language. And then luckily enough, she helps with our morning announcements. So some of the little pieces that she can bring about, uh, she introduced the four ways of breathing to all of our students on the throughout a couple of days on the morning announcements so that we could be using those consistently in the building. Um, and so we are just pulling little pieces at a time that are useful throughout the whole school where we can each have a little taste of the pieces to come about, you know, as we get more training and we, um, and we continue to grow as a school family, she is so willing and ready to be the lead on that. As we look to building our conscious discipline team, um, I'm so excited to know that I'm not alone. Yes, that is beautiful. So, you know, I hope the listeners understand that positive behavior support, PBIS, is very aligned. I mean, conscious discipline is a giant positive behavior support program in essence. It, we just tend to leave off the uh, external rewards on the end that really weren't even dictated in the original language. They've just kind of been uh, that whisper thing that got around through districts. As you're looking at the PBIS team and conscious discipline, have you seen how it can mesh fairly easily? It sure does. And it actually has been with great ease that as we said, as a group with a group, the group is just uh, ready to look for what would be best for our building. And so when you start to look at approaches that can benefit every student, it doesn't matter what you call that committee. It is very easy to find conscious discipline, you know, right in the middle of it, because they're just um, approaches that make sense with children. And so as we took little steps, very slow steps, the committee was very willing to take that to the staff. And then as we spoke as a staff about which pieces we wanted to take on this year, just for the benefit of our students, everyone was on board because they just are easy ways to connect with kids. Well, it sounds like this transition was actually quite smooth Did you see when you were at the end of last year, uh, I'm sure you saw lots that inspired you and the beauty of it all. But did you see some areas where you think, you know, down the road, I think I could be helpful and maybe tweak that? Or did you see any holes at all that you felt like need to be filled? Or was it pretty much a good foundation and you're just building on it? 
there, there, this is a building built on tradition. I guess that's the best way to say it. There's a lot of traditions and ways that things have always been or have been for a long time. The school was established in the community a very long time ago and, and has just such a strong reputation. So I'm, I'm trying to be mindful and as we do consider you know, different directions with a few simple procedures and logistical things of also valuing and making sure that I, I keep in check that that tradition. Yes. <laughs> if that makes sense, because traditions are so very important. Um, but so is making sure that we're meeting the needs of every student. Yes. And, you know, from traditions, there is the embedded rituals that go with tradition. And sometimes veering off those is a little anxious for people. I mean, I certainly yes. remember when we had our tradition of Thanksgiving, and it was always at my aunt's house. And so when my aunt finally passed away, that tradition by necessity needed to change. And it was a, it was quite the adjustment. You know, it's it's like someone coming into a workshop and sitting at your seat that you've been sitting in all week. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you do have to tread that lightly and certainly hold the value that's embedded in it. Very, Absolutely. very dear. So I think I've kind of summed it up, but let's just say you're talking to all new principals out there. Let's sum it up for them. So what are like three or four things? Now, I know number one, go slowly. So mm-hmm. so after go slowly, if you were taking conscious discipline to any school and you're a new principal, give new principals three or four things, which you've already mentioned, but just sum it up for us and kind of lay it out there for them. Um, I think the number one priority is to work on your own composure. Um, That composure in your leadership is the most important piece, making sure that you are noticing the things in the building and calling attention to the things that you do notice at the adult level so that 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 can travel on through down to the students as well. Give me one one example of that that you've done so far. Instead of in a line, you might hear in the hallway a lot, oh, look at this great line. Look at these great second graders, oh, those kinds of things. Yeah. I quickly replaced that with, I noticed this class is on the right side, walking safely down the hallway, just noticing instead of putting my judgment to it. Right. Okay. And it, and it was very interesting how quickly adults in the building noticed how I noticed, if that makes sense. <laughs> that, because perfect. I, I, I wasn't walking around saying, this is the best class I've ever seen. It was just noticing them for what they did and giving them that feedback. All right. And, number two. Okay. I would say celebrating. Celebrating what you notice and what's already wonderful about the building that you step into. Noticing those traditions, as I mentioned, um, and those foundational pieces and getting a good um, temperature on your building of where your staff is. Okay. And number three. I think the the best thing we did is come up with a theme that we wanted to build our school family around. So I, I would encourage that coming up with a theme that that is a foundation of what you hope to build in that building. Like like ours, as I shared, we are family, all my bulldogs and me. <laughs> that is beautiful. Do you have any last words or any more you would like to share with a new principal that might be helpful to him or her? Take lots of deep breaths. Just take lots of deep breaths. That's what I'm doing. Good for you. It sounds wonderful. And thank you so much, Dr. Heather Finn. I will go to Atlanta and have you paged 
uh, probably be going through there <laughs> next month. So thank you so much for joining us and have, as you already have, the beginnings of a delightful, wonderful, celebratory, composed year with all your new friends, little and big. Thank you, Dr. Bailey. Okay. And so next is what's Becky up to? Well, uh, Conscious Discipline is taking the Schubert and Sophie books and making them into audiobooks. So that's exciting. And one of the things we did was we put it out to the office. Everyone auditioned for a voice. So that's a way of bringing our office staff into what we do, uh, celebrating them and their talents. So I'm looking forward to how it comes out. I myself am the narrator. Uh, Robert, who's running this uh, podcast, is Schubert. And Manuel, who's going to take it over, is Schubert and Sophie's dad. So it's exciting to see the staff get excited in the office, and uh, we're looking forward to the outcome of that. And uh, the surprise is, mm mm-hmm, who is Mrs. Bookbinder? We'll see. So my celebrations. We successfully conducted 10 Conscious Discipline week-long summer institutes, two of them in Orlando, eight satellites. And then we also did three private Conscious Discipline institutes week-long in Alabama, Baltimore, and Ohio. And I must admit, that was quite the summer for us all. And it was so exciting to see each and every person work way over 100% for an extended amount of time with passion and dedication from the office to all the attendees to all the helpers. It was amazing, amazing to see and how many people we were able to touch and how many, like Heather said, found that it changed their lives for the good. So until next time. I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.